Have you been thinking about, is it time to move or should I be staying? Or is there that hard decision for you in conversation with a an elderly loved one, like a parent or an aunt, an uncle or a neighbor even, about if they should be moving and downsizing? Then you're going to want to listen to this episode. You're listening to the Dynamic Women Podcast. Each week, you'll be inspired by our global community of women. They'll share with you tools and stories to help you be dynamic in every area of life. Here's your host, award-winning coach and the CEO and founder of Dynamic Women, Diane Ralston. Hello, lovely dynamic women. Welcome to the Dynamic Women podcast. I am Diane Rolston, your host. And today we have an expert in our midst, Karina Stainsby. Hello, Karina. Hi, Diane. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's so good to have you, especially, you know, this is for a lot of my listeners. We have aging parents. We have friends that are our loved ones that are really looking to us for support on should we stay in our home? Should we move? right? What is, what is the purpose now for us and what should we do? So it's important that we cover this topic. Yes. So listen, yeah. So listeners, let me tell you a little bit more about Karina so that you'll know like why she's the one that I brought in for this topic. So Karina Stainsby is a seasoned realtor, lifestyle 55 plus master and seniors real estate specialist with Keller Williams Realty Van Central. With her previous professional background as an occupational therapist, she brings a unique blend of expertise, caring, and compassion to her profession. Whether it's working with first-time home buyers, investors, or downsizing seniors, Karina takes a client-centered approach, working closely to understand their priorities and tailoring individualized plans to achieve their real estate goals. So thanks for being here, Karina. I really appreciate it. And, and so let's, let's dive in a little bit more. Like you've really committed yourself to seniors and families. Sure. Why is that? So when I first started and started building my real estate business, I built it up to be a full service realtor. So I, I do provide a concierge style support to all my clients because they all have unique and individual needs. And, and I personalize that and provide a service so that they're, whatever they're trans transition, whether they're buying or selling, is as stress-free as possible. So as you mentioned, whether they're a first-time home buyer or if they're looking for their forever home, I'm there. I'm there to help them and I'm there to guide them. Now, because um, I did come from a healthcare background, yeah. working with seniors and their families really is the cornerstone of my business. So as, let's back up a little bit. So as a realtor, it really yeah. does help to take that extra education right, to be certified as a senior real estate specialist. And it's allowed me actually to make a positive impact on seniors' lives mm. in a different capacity, right? So it helped, my background actually helped me have a deeper understanding of their unique needs, their challenges, what they're continuing to face as they continue to age. And as we know, uh, the population of seniors continues to grow and so the demand for uh, specialized senior services, can, you know, is increasing as well. Yeah. And this is actually a really good tip to all business owners. So listeners, I hope you caught what, what Karina was saying. 
the fact that she's doing specialized training or education in what's going on with her ideal client market, not only is that going to help you to serve them, but it's also going to make you more desirable choice or the choice for your ideal client based on the specialized experience and expertise that you have. So mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pulling, I'm pulling that really amazing tip from that. Thank you, Karina. Absolutely. And, and we can talk about there are, there is education and training out there, not just for realtors though, they're for any business who may want to consider, oh, maybe I'd like to continue, uh, open it up and really focus on serving seniors. And how can I do that? Um, mm. There are courses you can take out there to help you. Yeah. Yeah. And so in your experience, you've worked with a lot of seniors and their families. Mm -hmm. What are some common challenges that you see them face when they're planning their retirement, you know, when they're thinking about this downsizing or moving, staying, and how can, how can they be addressed? Mm -hmm. So over the past seven years, one of the common challenges that I've experienced is when the kids usually bring you in to have a conversation with their parents, right? A lot of times they've lived there in their home for the last 20, 30, 40 years. And what they've told me is even if their parents could consider possibly downsizing or moving, it's very overwhelming for them, right? Mm. Usually there's a lot of stuff. Usually there's tons of things in the garage and, and they don't know where to start. And also, actually, there's a lot of emotion and anxiety around this time because any change actually kind of represents a loss, a loss of independence, right? A change in lifestyle. And sometimes saying that you're going to remain at home is like that last um, grasp at being in control, being in control of your surroundings, staying independent. And so that really is kind of a conversation that a lot of kids start to navigate with their, with their loved ones, with their aging parents, et cetera. Hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm seeing this in two, two ways. One, mm-hmm. just how difficult as the person being you know, told to move or downsize, mm-hmm. as well as the family, just how hard it is for them, but also from like a business efficiency standpoint. This is difficult for you too. Like if I was a new realtor, I wouldn't want to touch this in this, this market. I'd be like, I don't want to do seniors. It's too much. It's too emotional. I'd probably cry all the time. So (laughs) I'm really, I'm really curious, like what's your mission? Cause this is the thing that really will push you to be able to persevere through these tougher cases. So tell us your mission. Absolutely. And I I will just add to something that you said, Hmm. As a new, as I got to learn the seniors community, it really is. It's not. Um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a long game you're playing. Okay, uh-huh. unless they've thought about it for a long, long time and are ready to pull the trigger and and move, it's it's building the relationship with them, continuing to just add and give them answers to any questions they may have until mm-hmm. they feel that they're ready. Okay, so. My mission that I've developed over the last uh, seven years really is to expertly guide and support my clients through the different major life transitions that they may encounter. So Hmm. I do that with care, with empathy, a lot of patience, right? And respect because I want to empower them really, um, especially seniors and their families 
So by providing them education, resources, and guidance so that they can make an informed decision, right? It's, it's their decision whether to move or stay. But then that way they have all the information in front of them. They can make that decision and then successfully move on to the next chapter, whether that actually means staying put, aging in place, or looking at other housing options. And hopefully, I mean, my thought is if they do decide, if you ask 95% of seniors, if you ask them, they'll say, I'm staying put, I'm aging, I'm not, you know, you'll carry me out and that's what they say, you'll carry <laughs> me out in a box. But that's not always the case because sometimes things happen, right? Things happen, there's a fall, there's health concerns, there are financial concerns. And, and then hopefully that I'd be the person that they'd reach out to. But yeah, it, it is a long game, especially with seniors and their families. And, and also that's why I do have a mix, right? I, I love working with first-time home buyers too, because they do also require the handholding, the explanations, the patience. So it, it is a mix and definitely seniors and their families love working with them, but it does t- sometimes take time. Yeah. And so they could kind of start to downsize. They could move into a smaller place. Or they could move into a retirement home. Can you share a little bit more about your insights into like the landscape of retirement living? Has it changed in recent years? What are some trends that you're seeing in the industry? So yes, retirement living has changed quite a bit uh, over the recent years. It's not the what we imagine the old age homes, the institutions of the past. These days, actually, if you ever decide to do a tour or walk into one, they look like all-inclusive resorts, really. That's what they are, or, or you know, a cruise ship, because you'll have these um, residences that have gyms and pools and saunas and rooftop gardens and games rooms, you name it, you know, they have happy hour every other day at the bar. And so it's It really is so nice, especially for people who do want to involve themselves in their community, uh, different activities. It's right there. And the same thing goes for assisted living and long-term care communities. They do try to make it fun, like a fun community, a fun place to be. There are now a number of seniors residences that are looking at supporting multi-generational arrangements. Okay, so what that means is before you used to have to be 55 plus over the age of 55 to live in a senior's residence. Now, for example, there's a residence in Vancouver where as long as one person is 55 plus, someone younger can live there. In fact, Hmm. actually, they have a playground in the middle of their residence so that the grandkids can come in, have a place to hang out. They actually have activities, craft activities where the grandparents and the kids can do things together. So that's really fun. There's a, there's a new seniors residence in Surrey, actually, that has a daycare on the main floor. So the, the vision for that was that the, the seniors and the children could participate in activities together. Like the seniors could read them stories, they could do baking. So that's kind of neat, actually. That they're thinking about that. Another trend is this whole idea of continuum of care. So back in the day, I guess a decade or so ago, usually usually the residence used to be either your long-term care, independent living, right? And sometimes couples had to be separated. If they had different healthcare needs, they may not be able to live together. And now there are a number of um, companies that have these residences where it's a 
you go from independent living, assisted living, and then long-term care. Hmm. So couples don't necessarily have to be separated and you may not ever have to move again. So as your health, your healthcare needs change, you can be independent. And then 10 years later, you're needing long-term care. You're in the same building, right? Mm. So that's kind of neat as well. And, and these buildings, these residences are actually in high demand. Yeah. Yeah. I could see mm-hmm. that. And I, I love the piece around the seniors and the kids together. Yeah. I saw a documentary about that, uh, about the benefits to both mm-hmm. ages. I think that's so amazing. Yeah. At my church, we have like women's groups and they've started, they started last year shuffling the ages. They used to put all the young moms together, all the school age children moms together and, and so forth until the seniors groups. And a couple of the seniors said like, can you stop putting me with old people? And, and it was so funny. We got a couple of them, you know, eighties and it was such a joy for both for both of us us middle-aged women and them to be in communication with each other absolutely Um, and the the other thing that was quite interesting is that they actually said they complained less about their physical problems yeah because there was less people with physical problems (laughs) so it's quite interesting yeah isn't that amazing I really think all the generations can learn from each other really yeah Um, there's the wisdom of our elders, right? And 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 we need to learn to use that more to to be around them and ask the questions. And sure. I think there's a lot of older adults who uh, benefit from being around the young ones. I mean, you know, even with technology, right? To help them uh, use their phones and what's this app and what does that do? I really think we could yeah. learn from each other. Yeah, for sure. Now, you mentioned a little bit around how, you know, there are seniors or people who are like, no, I'm going to die in this home. That's that was my dad's decision yeah. as well. He's yeah. like, no, I'm <laughs> like, I will die in this house. So yeah, yeah. what do you what do you do? Maybe you can walk us through a little bit of the process of how you work with someone who isn't sure, like, should I stay here? Should I move? How do you help them to figure that out? So it is a process. When I get brought in to have that conversation, you you really have to look at the person holistically, right? Um, it's not just about the house and, and selling and moving and where it, there are a lot of issues around health, right? Their mobility, what's their financial situation? What yeah. kind of lifestyle are they looking for? And what are their housing needs? So initially just having that conversation and then of course actively listening to what their answers are right really figuring out what is it that they're looking for sometimes you kind of have to just continue that conversation for a while for me anyways until I see that light in their eyes when I when their eyes start to light up as they're talking then I know okay we are getting close to what it is that they really want and a lot of times sometimes uh, I'm just using my mom as an example now you think, oh, I'm over 80, you kind of resign yourself, maybe this is my life, but, you know, for the rest of my life, but it really doesn't have to be, right? Age is just a number, as people say, and I I really think if you really figure out, okay, what is it that I really want to do? And then you start from there, and then you work backwards, then you can get to what it is that their goal is. And it may be that they want to stay at home, 
and that's fine. So then the question will be, how can we do that successfully? How can you be successful aging in place and making sure that you're safe, right? If the kids aren't around or they live in a different province, they live in a different country, for example, as my last client, then how can we make sure, because they're concerned that their health and well-being is looked after. Yes. So if that's the case, then part of what, if they ask you to do this, I can walk around the house, do a bit of a, like a safety assessment, yeah. take a look at uh, maybe accessibility issues. Maybe they need to put grab bars in the bathroom. Maybe they need to have a, a stair lift put in if yeah. all the bedrooms are on the second floor, right? Then what does that mean? You want to stay at home, then how can we do it safely for you? So there's things like that. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, do a cost analysis. Sometimes if they see the numbers in front of them, it, it might make a difference. What will it cost to continue maintaining this home, to continue paying the property taxes? You know, perhaps the roof will need doing. And then if you want to make all these modifications and adaptations, how much will that be? Versus you sold this home, you sell this home, sorry, for, you know, a couple million dollars, let's say, you move into a condo, and then what can you do? With that money, will that money be helpful to you for your ongoing health needs, or you can travel or what have you, but yeah. it's really, again, coming back to laying all that information in front of them, so they know they can make a decision that way. Yeah, yeah, and what I love, uh, what you said quite a bit earlier was how you're reading their face to know what the emotion is and yeah. you know uh, listeners i'm sure you if you were in the situation you're able to do that with your parent but not if you're not close by and not if your parent is not jumping on zoom with you or a facetime or whatever and so what a great skill to have karina that you're able to actually kind of be there with them not only to do the assessment of the home but mm -hmm. of their maybe cognitive function and yeah and their physical abilities and if they're actually ready to go yeah. like ready to go to the next uh next step so mm -hmm. if oh and i just also want to say for the my listeners that are in uh different parts maybe smaller areas in canada or in the states or or abroad Karina said, sell the home for one, 2 million. It's because we're in the no. Vancouver, a <laughs> greater Vancouver area. Yes. Our economy here is a little bit ridiculous for the housing market. So just so you know that not we, we, we understand not everyone can sell their home for one or 2 million, but that is kind of the going rate here. And also then retirement living is increased in expense as well compared to other areas, but let's dive in. So a family decides or a person decides that they want to transition to this next stage. What are some critical resources or tools or professional services other mm -hmm. than you, right? Yeah. That the families really could use to ensure that it's successful. So, you know, that saying it takes a village to raise a child. I really think it takes a village to help us all age gracefully or successfully, right, in retirement. And I don't think, for me, this is what I'm doing. I don't think it's too early to start creating your A-team, the people who you can reach out to should you have uh, issues. So yeah. besides having a realtor, right, having a really good financial advisor or planner, someone who could help you look at your retirement income and investments and what does that mean moving forward uh, having a really good estate lawyer 
someone who can guide you with your wills, you know, states, trusts, what does that mean? And how, what kind of a legacy do I want to leave for my kids? Having a great healthcare team around you. So perhaps you, you may need to reach out to not just your family doctor, but a geriatrician, right? Someone who really understands the different conditions around aging, or there are specialists out there. If you have questions about dementia, for example, Maybe those are people you can reach out to. There are specific counselors and educators right now to educate families on how to deal or not deal, I guess the word, how to assist, right? Or care for someone who has dementia. A lot of them are caring for them at home. And it's frustrating if, if someone's going off and their reality is so different than yours and you keep trying to make them be in your reality, then, then you start, you know, having this conflict. And so there are, there are people there who can assist you. And then home care services. So as, again, using my mom as an example, in her 80s now, she's having a lot more trouble making meals or doing the laundry than she has someone come in a couple hours a week right? Just to help her out so that she can remain independent. So those are kind of some of the things to uh, reach out uh, the professionals you can reach out to. Yeah. And I'm guessing now would be the greatest time to do that, to yes. start putting those things in place. So there's not all these new strange people talking to mom or dad or, or yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it, it comes down to, and, and to choice or circumstance. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's exactly as you said, we now have the time while we're healthy or, or, you know, with it or aware to start planning ahead. Otherwise, something happens like a fall or someone gets a heart attack or whatever, and then you're suddenly thrust into having to make decisions under pressure, okay. under a lot of emotion. And then, you know, it's not usually always the good time, the best time to do that. True. Very true. Mm -hmm. Now we are kind of coming to the, our last question, but I know you brought a gift uh, yes. or you have a gift for our listeners. I have a gift to the so listeners who are out a there. Little bit more. If you, yeah, yeah. If you'd like to email me, I do have a guide, a stay or should I go guide? And it really is basically a lot of questions that you can ask yourself to see if, you know, perhaps you should start planning ahead or thinking about moving if, if there are a lot of issues for you around your home. Mm -hmm. And I also have an ebook about downsizing, making downsizing easy, if that's the, you know, the road you're going through right now. So um, yeah, reach out to me by email. Happy to share those. Yeah. And we'll make sure that the, the name of this guide is in the notes, but also, mm -hmm. and, and your, your email, Karina, but could you just say your email yes. so that people could have that as well, who are listening? Sure. So it's Corina at stainsbyrealestate.com. It's a bit of a mouthful there. So yeah, they can look at your notes and, and yeah. see my email there. Perfect. Perfect. So as you know, we think about this, I know a lot of my listeners would have potentially parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, neighbors, or even clients who they're concerned about. So what mm -hmm. advice would you give them on the health and well-being of, of their loved one? Okay. So at the end of the day, it's all about open communication, right? Mm -hmm. Or if, if, if that hasn't happened, then to start having an open communication and, and having those conversations that aren't judgmental, right? Let your loved one know you care. Encourage them to, to share their feelings. Uh, you share their feelings. And then when they do share, 
actually actively listen, listen to what they're actually saying, um, listen to their concerns, their fears, their preferences, and don't uh, automatically dismiss them because what you want to do is you want to um, involve them in the decision making, if that's at all possible, respect their decision, have the patience and empathy to you are navigating the process together, right? And I think at the end of the day, that's kind of what you want to do with your parents, with your loved ones, so that you're successful, whatever that decision may be, right? That, yeah. that yeah, you love where you live. Yeah. And I'm also hearing, so that open communication and dialogue where it's a collaboration, yeah. not a telling what to do, and that yes. it's happening long-term, and I think the easiest way is just to have someone else come on board with that process like you who could yeah. maybe mediate, guide them in the right mm -hmm. way, help them mm -hmm. to see what's the best yeah. decision for them, whatever it may be. Exactly. And and you you hit on something there. Sometimes you, there's a lot of uh, history, emotion with families. It takes some uh, third party, right, to just, um, so I don't have any uh, emotion around the decisions that can just lay out the information and they can decide what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. So mm -hmm. what's your final message to our listeners? Um, just be aware actually of the seniors around you. I still think COVID actually was, was really hard on the senior community and they continue to be invisible sometimes. So maybe if you have an older neighbor or an older family member, they tend to be isolated, then I would say reach out, right? Reach out to them, see what they need, and just listen. Sometimes they just want to be heard. It makes a big difference. True. Very true. Well, thank you so much, Karina, for sharing your you're expertise, welcome. answering my questions, uh, and for the work that you're doing in the world. It's, it's much needed, for sure. Um, thank you, you so a, much for having me. Yeah, you have definitely have a kind heart. And I'm glad you got the knowledge to go with it. So mm -hmm. for all of you listening, share this with a friend. I am sure you have a friend who needs to hear this information. Also hit subscribe because you're going to then not miss out on listening to future episodes where I interview other successful dynamic women or my solo episodes where I talk about, well, life, business, whatever kind of comes up that's going to help you to move ahead. And until next time, everyone stay dynamic. Bye. Thank you, dynamic women for joining us today. Please hop on over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. Who do you know who needs to hear our message? We'd love it if you'd share our channel with your friends and family. If you're ready to be more dynamic, have more balance and more success, head over to www.dynamicwomenclub.com forward slash free gift for your key to success book. Stay dynamic.